Hi, welcome to the JR Show podcast. I am JR. Very special guest today. He's one of our only bilingualers, bi- bilinguists, by two language guys on our whole playlist. Uh, we'll hit that and other things. Let's get into it. Today's guest, Evan Kraft. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome, I almost said a first timer on the show, but this first time in person is Evan Kraft. Bienvenidos. Thank you. Yes. They, they call me Evans in Evans. America. Evans. Mi nombre es Hear. 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 J-R. 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 Um, You're confusing my Spanish now. <laughs> Look, I checked with like Danny Goki hey. and he said it's. <laughs> yeah, he is G. G. So not that. Jota is J. Jota R. Jota R. Yeah. We. Oui. Um, it is uh, great to have you. One of the biggest songs of last year, uh, in my opinion. I don't know how charts works, you know. But uh, Be All Right was just this monster smash for us as a station. And I, I will even say this. We have you know, so many listeners that are Puerto Rican, Venezuelan, Cuban that listen to the Joy FM. And just for us, I know our Hispanic-speaking audience is like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Thank you for playing this. Uh, you, know, it's, you know, a song that's just got Spanish right through the middle of it. So. Yeah, it's embedded. It's yeah. like... You can't, you can't tear them apart. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and yes, there were a few, there were a few people that resisted. And I think, (laughs) I I I don't, I don't know why, but I think that, uh, you know, it's a, we can resist all we want, but like the kingdom of God is uh, multicultural. It is multilingual. It is a beautiful mosaic of people. And um, I've grown a lot as a person learning Spanish and being around Latino culture from Mexico all the way down to Argentina to Spain. Yeah. And man, it is just, it has grown me. It's enriched me. So, you know, for people who are uh, resisting it, just yeah. give in, right? Just like try the food, <laughs> make some friends. Hey, I did my part. I married a Mexican. All oh, right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, Oh, we're going to do green screen here. Um, behind us that big curtain thing yeah it's not a bed sheet it's Um, a jungle it's magic it will be a jungle is that what you want to choose off the list i i nobody has ever chosen a jungle background yet it's la selva la selva here we go let's head to la selva right now what do you think oh it's uh very green still i which is good. No, they'll good, see right? it. They'll see it right yeah. now. <laughs> it's, it didn't work. Well, this, uh, the, the rainforest is green. Oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> Sorry, I thought yeah. you meant. No, it's Yeah, green. it's a beautiful uh, ecosystem of verde. Verde, yeah. yes. That's how I order hot sauce at Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> I want the verde sauce. My kids mock me because they're like, why do you got to be weird? They're like, what, do you, what, do you, what hot sauce do you want? Do you want fire? And I'll be like. Verde. They're like, just say green. Just say green sauce, Dad. 
It's like when you only know a little bit of Spanish, you want to use it. Yeah. Like I took two years of French for some reason in high school. Who would have thought the French language would end up being pointless? No offense. There's like one person offended. But I'm saying the those two years, any chance I can to use those two years just to feel like I learned something, I'll use it. And um, it doesn't come up that often. But French is actually beautiful. It sounds cool. Yeah. It's just, like- you know. Je m'appelle Evan. Yeah. My name is Evan. But to hear a French person just is like that cool. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's hard. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I had someone at a restaurant. I, I was doing an interview with two Argentinian um, people and they were, we went to lunch. And then this lady here, she asked me, she's like, What language are you speaking? It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's Spanish with an Argentinian accent. She's like, Man, I should have paid attention to Spanish class. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The high school I went to, they gave us three options. You could take two years of German, Spanish, or French. And as a four, as a 15, 16-year-old kid, you're not thinking of your future. You're going, you know, what girls will be in that class? Or, uh, I've heard of France. I thought of my future. <laughs> yeah, I thought did. of How many girls are going to speak Spanish? <laughs> See, I guessed completely and wrong. I married a missionary. Yeah. And she speaks Spanish. Look at my From world. Ohio. <laughs> How funny is that? My family and I go to the Dominican every summer, and I married a half Mexican, and I chose French. You yeah. know, you're getting the you're. And now I live. <laughs> and now I live in Tampa, where my kid plays on a soccer team, where half of his team speaks Spanish, and I I am offering nothing to the world hey, except we Jamapel. Invest, <laughs> invest in the future generation. Yeah. I asked you this on the phone first time I had you on, um, just about what would it, you know, because I brought up my son will be every summer we're in the DR and he's talking to, he's trying to talk and communicate with these kids, but it's so, it frustrates my children because they're bonding, Mm -hmm. but they can't get past hand signals and, hey, let me bring a translator over. But you can't just, the app will take you so far. If yeah. you download an app, you have to, you told me on the phone, you're like, go work at a Mexican restaurant, go implant. You learned from watching, you know, fi- how, kid how films. Old's your son? 12. He's 12. Oh yeah. man. He's perfect. The perfect age to learn a language. Yeah. Yeah. Not from me. But Not from, from yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he already learned English from you. Yeah. It's when true. He was, when he was a baby. Yeah. We worked really hard at that. Yeah. We, we started him young. You know, from birth, and uh, we just started speaking English around him nonstop. That was our secret. Yeah, that's a, so. that's a pretty <laughs> proven way to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's like, actually, my my wife uh, recommended to Pat Barrett to take a Spanish class from Oaxaca, uh, Mexico, and it's only like fourteen dollars an hour compared to what you'll pay here, of mm. like fifty. Yeah, and like he showed up at a recording with a like binder of homework. And he was like, cuello, ojo, nariz. And like, he knew all these words. And it was really cool. I was very encouraged because, I mean, he's not 12, obviously, but he's learning the language and he's, he's motivated. I think when you have proper motivation, like, hey, I want to be able to speak to the kids on my soccer team. Right. Um, I want to understand what my parents saying. I want to, I mean, if you live in Florida, like that is like when I lived in Florida, I spoke Spanish all the time. Yeah. You just can't help it. Yeah. Oh, half the teams that he would play, we'd be down in Miami. It's like I'm at a taco. I keep bringing up taco, but 
I'm not there all the time. <laughs> wow. Sponsored by... Back when I used to go to Taco Bell. Until, I found, Taco Bell. Out, until I found out what the meat is. But um, <laughs> but even down there, I'm at a drive through and like their first response was Spanish. Oh, yeah. Out the window. And I'm like, where I will am actually I? tell you, my experience in Miami is people are nicer when you speak Spanish to them. Mm. I had somebody in Florida one time at a Chick-fil-A. I was like, hey, what about, like looking for it. And I heard them speak Spanish. I'm like, and so I speak Spanish to them. And they're like, oh my gosh, es de gringo al español. And they were like, you know, talking like, like, and they were like, oh my gosh, no, take an extra sandwich, man. Like, don't even worry about it. I was like, okay. All right, so you yeah. mentioned proper motivation. So free food? Free now Chick-fil-A I'm sandwiches. In. I'm I've in had now. <laughs> maybe two free Chick-fil-A sandwiches in my life. How much was that DVD again? $14. $14 an hour. <laughs> to get free food. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Well, speaking of Taco Bell, yeah, my producer who wrote "Be All Right" with us, he works at Taco Bell, <laughs> and he will never eat there again. Yeah, I dropped him off for his interview when we were eighteen. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You want to cut that out? Be like, I can't eat Taco Bell anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stopped eating it when um, my buddy Steve it's here. So good, it's so good. It's so good. But he showed me a video of what meats they choose. And I've never, never do that. I've never touched that it is... since because they take the dairy cows that are anyway. We won't talk about that. Oh, okay. Right. I think we've bashed them enough, oh. but <laughs> oh, back to Chick-fil-A giving out free food. Um, what is the coolest moment uh, that's come from uh, be all, you know, be all right. Took off last year, at least for our station was just a, one of the anthems of our station in 2021. Um, what was one of the coolest moments that came from, be all right to be in a song that you had and then you pitched it to Danny. Danny said, yes, I'll be on the song. What's well, one of the coolest moments that come from that? Well, uh, definitely cool things that I think Danny and I are actually friends now. Yeah. Um, which before like we met at the dev awards and the next time I saw him was when we recorded it. Yeah. Um, so you have a friend, a new friend. I have a new friend. So that's cool. Yeah. He's <laughs> my could... first friend in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> um, I moved here right before COVID. So it was okay. like, it was really hard that year because I didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like people were trying to go out and hang out. Um, but Danny's been absolutely amazing. I think though, what the coolest part about that song is, is like, I think when you, as a, as an artist, you, you know, our goals are to impact people with our music Mm -hmm. and a lot, you know, a lot of it's encouraging and a lot of it like, um, you know, you, you write happier songs, but in order to address pain and suffering in a way that encourages people is difficult mm. because you can end up being a little too negative. It's, it, there's a, there's a really fine balance of, of, of addressing someone's suffering and difficulty and, and doubt mm. while also still pointing them to Christ. Mm. And so I think this song was, um, I mean, for me, it was, it was what I needed in that mm. moment. I wrote the English version about my brother when he, during the middle of COVID, he lost his job and he moved from California into my house. And it was just, I mean, chaos for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that song, it's so cool to hear people, even like this week, I was uh, somewhere and someone told me, hey, that song, like I, someone told me that it was their first dance <laughs> at their wedding. And I was oh. like, wow, not the song I would have chosen, <laughs> but that's awesome. But, it's a but song honestly, about suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but the song, um, People have told me, hey, I lost a child yeah. this year. Hey, I was diagnosed with cancer this year. 
and that song got me through it. I can imagine you're going to get some crazy emails just about, Hey, it's going to be all right. You're going to get some doozies. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not just saying it's going to be all right. It says, father, you say everything's going to be all right, but I don't feel that way. Right. And I think that was like, there's a freedom in that for a lot of people to say like, okay, I don't have to be positive no matter what, just because I am a good Christian. Mm. I can tell God I'm, I'm really struggling with this yeah. and this is painful and it hurts. And so, and like real Christianity and a real walk with Christ, like he's not telling you to bear your emotions, right? but to actually, Hey, turn them over to me. Let yeah. me let, like, let me carry your burdens. And so that was what was so cool about the song was to hear people's stories in Texas, in California, in other places mm. of, of people. Like, I mean, I got to just hug this lady when she told me her child died, mm. which that was a thing that like there was no words for me to say beyond the song. Right. Yeah. One of the big, and I think you probably get this from a lot of people is that line that I think it's the, one of the parts that Goki sings is, am I small enough to slip through the cracks? Cause I think a lot of believers even like you see the whole world, how in the, I mean, I think even David says it, how are you even mindful of me? And it's in the same line as he's describing the heavens. Yeah. You, you created the heavens. Uh, what, what is mankind that you were even mindful of me? But that go, the line that Goki sings is, am I small enough to slip through the cracks that you even see me? I knew when we wrote that line, it was a really good song. Yeah. Because it was just something that I, I was like, well, I've never, you know, I took, we took that metaphor of like, you have the whole world in your hands and played around with it. And I, I was literally looking at my brother thinking about him when we wrote that line mm. and thought there's no way he really believes God has him in his hand right now. Yeah. And it like brought me to tears and I'm, I'm sitting there writing this with, you know, and, and like thinking about that. And I, I think that like, that is so important because a lot of people think that they pass through life unseen mm. and to be able to say to God, I feel that way and articulate it is very freeing. Yeah, for sure. That's great. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm a crier, see, guys. I'm sorry. You know, you know I'm the, in a jungle and I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, I, that was one of the most powerful moments yeah, of my cried? career. Matt Marr had written a song with Ed Cash, and it didn't even become a radio single, but like the audience was floored. That's one of the cool parts of my job is when you're with songwriters that wrote a song, you get to hear the listeners' tears. But for me, one of the cool parts of my job is to see raw emotion from an artist because this really came from a real place and Mar it, his dad had just passed away wow. and he wrote a song a song idea with Ed Cash and they talked about it but it never got finished yeah and then uh and then Mar was off the grid for a year cuz his father had passed away and he just just came back wow. and Ed messaged him and they made this this song so I was the first radio personality that got to ask him about it so wow. I got raw He'd never been asked, you know, when you talk about a single, you kind of rehash the same stuff. Yeah. But Matt had never talked about this song before. And so right in front of me, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. And then it took about three minutes for him to be able to say a word. Wow. And when, and I'm like, I'm keeping all of this because it's my line of work to create yeah. emotion in the audience. And so on the air, it was dead air for a little while because you just hear Matt sniffling. It was one of the most powerful moments of my career. And what he was saying, it wasn't just about the tears. What he was saying was so... He's he's brilliant. And yeah. able to articulate things that... I mean, I think all of these emotions and experiences are, uh, you know, 
people's parents pass away. Yeah. And I was talking to a guy this week and, and like my, that's one of my biggest fears. Yeah. But like for someone to be able to articulate it in a way, I mean, John Mayer actually articulated in a way, I think for my generation that, that scared us in stop this train that when I heard that just wrecked me Yeah. because it is one thing to do life with other people and to, I don't know, like even just build a career. But when you feel like you're, you're, you're carrying the burden on yourself by yourself, yeah. like I can't wait to start a family, but I want my, my parents there. Right. I want my family there to see my kids grow and to give me advice, but to be, you know, what, what Matt's experiencing to be able to like then articulate and write a song that can bring healing and understanding for other people. Yeah. Oh, Matt's dad wasn't a believer also. And so on his dying deathbed, he said to Matt's brother, he said, call Matt, call Matt. I want to give my life to God on his dying. So they called Matt and Matt came in and got to be a part of leading his father to God on his dying breath. And then he's got to tell me about this song he wrote out of that experience. And it wasn't rehashed to all these radio stations. It was him think, you know, it's not a pat answer. It's him going, Hmm, where was I when I wrote that song? Wow. (laughs) This is the Matt Marr interview featuring Aaron Kraft. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts about artists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's your favorite artist? Can you say that? Favorite interview? Favorite, like, because okay, I got interviews that there's people I won't interview again. There's people that are the best. Oh, or are you see, talking which, about which my list, Spotify? Which list? Or are you talking I, about my Spotify playlist? Of who I mean, I like? interviews. Who like people that are? Um, you don't have to say who's not cool. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you who's not cool. <laughs> but um, like I'm all about who can who can. There's people called double threats that can make the audience laugh. My job is to protect the audience and to give them an emotional experience, whether it's laughter or tears or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And Matthew West can do that. Toby Matt can do that. Mike Weaver, Big Daddy Weave. Darren Mulligan from We Are Messengers. But outside of that, everybody else is okay. But there's a few that are like, they can do it all. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to hardly prep. You just set them up and they knock. All right, here we go. Uh, What was one of the coolest perks for you of speaking spanish living in the u.s that most of us will never get to experience like we've talked about free food from chick-fil-a oh yeah but but one of the coolest perks for you it's well okay number one obviously is when people are speaking about me and they don't think i speak (laughs) spanish and i'm like Get he's there? What did you what did you just say? That's where my son's soccer team. I'm like, bro, I wish you could speak Spanish because I know yeah. those kids are talking trash about yeah. you right now. And like, I know a lot of the like other words. So like, it's not just gringo. They're yeah. like, cara de bolillo, which means like French bread face. <laughs> like, like, oh, not like, that. Like, but I but like they're they're they use euphemisms so that you don't know that they're talking about you, gabacho. They're like. Um, Can we I mean, say all these before I... Yeah, they're not bad okay. They're not like... But like in Argentina... Or not Argentina. In Venezuela, they um, they would call Americans esqualido, yeah. which is like a little thin person because there was this propaganda. There's this... Pro- <laughs> but like like malnourished. Oh, yeah. But it's not like... I still it's, take it. It's propaganda <laughs> that like, oh, capitalism doesn't work. Oh. And you're just a little like... You haven't even... You can't even eat. And I'm like... <laughs> I went deep. there and I'm like, what? That... Do I look like I don't eat? <laughs> but it's it's just yeah. That's probably the like the most fun. 
Um, that's a well thought out put down that they're even going political with the cut down. Oh no, that's from that was from Hugo Chavez. Oh, okay. That was like they were like, yes, they, that like that malnourished country, they can't <laughs> take us. Have they seen us <laughs> as I'm, Americans? Man, there we could we could do a we whole are podcast nourished. on Venezuelan history. There's a yeah. lot of Venezuelans in Nashville. And I have a lot of friends that are from um, that are on political asylum, and I mean it's a yeah. it's a crazy crazy place. But like, um, or like okay, in Argentina they call you a Yankee, yeah. But they like they're wise. They do as shh, so it's shanky. Huh. So I mean, um, I always yeah, you can always kind of tell when someone's talking yeah. about you. But I think the coolest thing is that like from my first experiences learning Spanish was that I worked at Starbucks okay, and I would wear a pin that said, hablo español. Yeah. I speak Spanish and people would come in and they would like, they'd be like, I remember this lady, she was like, I want, uh, please a caramel macchiato. And I was like, it's a hundred degrees outside. Do you really want a hot drink? And yeah. she was like, I don't know. I want a caramel macchiato. I'm like, do you want a hot drink or do you want like, a frappuccino and she didn't have the words in English to yeah. express that she really wanted a frappuccino. So I don't know how many times she went and ordered the wrong drink yeah. in her life. Like, Look but at like, the pen. But I was like, <laughs> but I spoke to her in Spanish and I was like, Hey, do you want that? Like the, the one in the blender with the ice and like all that stuff. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, do you want whipped cream on it? She's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and she was so stoked because she finally got her order. Right. Yeah. Like right. I get so frustrated when I order in English and they get my order wrong. But like yeah. to be in a place where like, you know, I asked um, somebody who was painting our house one time in California, they were Guatemalan. I was like, "Hey, so why haven't you learned English?" Yeah. And he was talking to me in Spanish. He's like, "Man, I paint houses fourteen hours a day. Do you think that I'm going to go take a Spanish class after this?" And I was like, "Yeah, oh, probably not." He's like, "I am tired. Right. I am so tired." And I send my money back to my family. And I was like, it totally shifted my perspective. Yeah. And I think that, so, so again, the, the greatest thing actually from speaking Spanish was being able to go to the source. Yeah. And so like a lot of my, um, you know, my, I wouldn't say like my, um, my thoughts towards people and, uh, you know, or, or, or presuppositions towards them. Um, I was able to change that yeah. because I was out, able to actually ask them about their experience. Right. And it, it gave me grace. It gave me understanding. Um, and so, you know, it was like, okay, going like kind of the, theological on yeah. this is pretty crazy because I, I read through the Bible with this like um, Hillsong thing one one year and they were like commenting on it. And they so we, we went from the Tower of Babel and then when we got to um, the Holy Spirit coming down and like tongues like fire and all this stuff he, they were explaining how it was a reversal so there was like no one could understand each other right at the tower of babel mm. and then people from all different backgrounds in like it was like cyprians and these people that hated each other mm. were then unified in christ and so <clears throat> i think for me it was like i experienced that on a microscopic level yeah and it like it blew my mind yeah and and just like created this massive love for people yeah. that 
has shifted my whole life. I want to have you educate our audience because I heard this story from somebody and I feel like you'd be the best person to tell it. There's a new trend where like Hillsong United is taking all their old songs and they're putting like Bethel Elevation. They're all putting all these mighty to save finally in Spanish, all this stuff. And when somebody broke it down, why that's important, I'm like, our audience needs to hear this. Can you tell our audience about what it's like to be a first language Spanish speaker finally getting to sing an anthem to God in your home language and what that does to somebody to not have to go sing Hosanna in an English version? Yeah, I think um, I'm a little conflicted about that because... I, I definitely, I mean, I, I love Hillsong and I love their Spanish team and I've worked very closely with them, Elevations, um, Bethels, and I think it's amazing because people love those songs and they're written by some of the best songwriters in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for people to be able to sing it in their own language in a good, my friend from Hillsong, the translator, he calls it a transcreation mm-hmm. where it's not word for word, it's, it's taking the idea and rewriting a verse. In, in a way that people can understand it. Mm. Um, I think that's great because it's amazing because people feel they can, ex- it, languages carry different, um, they carry history, they carry culture, they carry meaning differently. Mm. Um, and so when you hear something in Spanish, even just the word padre or papa, it's different than father or dad. Mm. Um, and so being it's it's super important. I think it's it's very important to have good translations. Um, what I also would emphasize is the amazing songwriters in Latin America mm. that are not necessarily um, like one of my mentors, uh, who's a very influential Latin artist. Um, he he reminds me the Holy Spirit still inspires in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I try to tell people is that God is not only writing songs through people in Australia or Nashville or, you know, mm-hmm. Bethel. He is doing something in the middle of Oaxaca or in Bolivia or in Argentina. And mm-hmm. so it's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of an, an internal conflict in our industry because we want the translations because obviously like the level of excellence coming out of these churches is second to none. Yeah. But what we want to see is a movement of God that is organic in Latin America mm. as well, or in a Spanish church here in the U S or yeah. wherever it is. And, and so we're fighting with, okay, we need, we, we uh, actually a church in Nashville asked me how they could honor, um, the Latin community by doing an album. And I said, instead of just having translations, why don't you invite someone mm. to write with you? Yeah. Because there are very, you know, you you look at like just the um, the obstacles and the opposition and the difficulties of living in Latin America, in or in any country. I mean, there's there's a ton in the states, but there's a lot in Latin America that that, that don't feel fair. They don't feel just. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if we feel like there's not justice here in our country, people feel that a lot more in other countries. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when when people were you know before we were voting in I don't know 2016 or whatever. I felt that democracy is alive and well in the States and like my vote counts. And I remember people in Argentina telling me it's just pick your poison. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter who you vote for. Yeah. And so that the feeling of helplessness and I, I don't want, I think that the church should be a place where that is broken down mm. and where people do feel like 
their voice matters. Um, and, and so, you know, I, like recently I got to do something with, um, uh, like a Nigerian Christian festival and they were telling me that like, it's the, the African church is the fastest growing church in Europe. Hmm. I'm like, that's absolutely amazing for us to get behind it. And for, um, Hillsong or Elevation and other people to partner with it because when I first started doing Spanish translations for Hillsong, I mean, I was just doing it by myself. They contacted me and said, hey, here is every translation we have. We don't have the resources to do them. Mm-hmm. And I had a field day. I just, yeah. I did Oceans. I did every song. Yeah. And, but now I'm, I'm like, okay, well, how do I, how do, how do I partner with the church to see what God is speaking and whispering in Colombia mm. and in Peru and in Nicaragua. Yeah. And so, so I think there's, there's two really important parts of it because I would never tell anyone not to do a translation. Mm. I would just say that now having done that, there's an extra step that does require more effort and it's more difficult, yeah. but there's a deeper reward for right. it. That makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's perspective. None of us would have. Um, I, 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 I hate the fact that all we did was talk about Spanish, but you're the only one I, you're the only one that could bring this hey. kind of perspective. So, uh, you know, it's like when you have Colton Dixon on, Hey, tell me about American Idol. Like at some point <laughs> I want to stop talking about American Idol and move on to other things that he's going on to. So hopefully you and I can have a non Spanish well, heartbeat. So that's okay. American Idol. Um, oh, Spanish. Spanish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of these days we'll have a chat where, you know, we don't talk about Spanish too much into yeah, Spanish. Whatever. But. I mean, we could talk about, Football. How about politics? That's always a home run for our audience. Oh, no, just kidding. Please. That was a no. joke. <laughs> Let's talk about masks. <laughs> no, um, thank you for the time. And uh, Evan Craft on on uh, you can check out all things Evan Craft, Instagram, Spotify. I mean, don't change the station from here, but yeah, yeah. But uh, after you're done, after you're done listening you're to everything done. we come out with, check out Evan Craft on Spotify. Thank you, uh, gracias, mi amigo. Muchas de nada. Muy bien. Se magnifique. That was French. Sorry. All right. Big thank you to Evan Craft for being the guest. Very, very talented guy. All right. So here's the scoop. I just want to let you know that when you subscribe to the JR Show podcast, you're alerted when a new episode comes out. Let's speak about that new episode. Another uber-talented guest next week. Riley Clemens is going to be my guest. Don't forget, hit subscribe. You'll be alerted when that's out. We love it when you follow us on Instagram to stay up to date, sharing the podcast. Uh, We love those five-star reviews as well. And uh, again, uh, hit subscribe. Thank you, as always, for listening. We do this for you. So I hope you enjoy it. Until next week, peace.